From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. As we grow older, we're more likely to develop long-term health conditions that require taking multiple medications. Many older people also take over-the-counter medications, vitamins, or supplements. As a result, older adults have a higher risk of over-medication and unwanted drug reactions. Talking with me about this subject is Dr. Sharon Brangman. She's the Chief of Geriatrics at Upstate and a former president of the American Geriatrics Society. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Brangman. Thanks for inviting me. Is it true that adverse drug reactions are responsible for more than 700,000 hospital emergency room visits each year? Sure. It's a huge issue as we get older. As you mentioned, we tend to pile up the medications. We are a very pill-oriented society. There are commercials on TV for all sorts of ailments that has a magic pill that you can take. And they always show people walking on the beach and having a great time after they take the pill. And then they talk about the side effects really fast at the end. And nobody pays attention to that. So sometimes there is a cost because there is no magic pill. Every pill has to be weighed very carefully for its benefits and the side effects. And I can imagine if you multiply that by a number of pills that you're taking, you've got to weigh all of that all at once, right? So that's true because sometimes the two drugs or three drugs or four drugs are all interacting with each other and they can give you symptoms that look like another disease and then you end up getting another drug to treat that when really what's going on are the bad reactions from the first two drugs. So when we have patients come to our office and we ask them to bring all of the pills that they take, whether they're prescription or things they buy over the counter, we're often amazed at how many bags people need to carry all their medications in. And it's better to have the bag itself rather than just a list, right? Because you can see precisely what it is. We actually prefer to see the actual container that the medicine comes in so we can make sure that it's accurate and there hasn't been any mistakes. We can also see the date the prescription was written so we can tell if it's a fresh prescription or or if it's one that's been hanging around a long time. And patients sometimes don't even know why they're taking a pill. They just said, oh, my doctor told me I would need this pill for my heart. And they don't really know what it was for or really what side effects it might cause. Well, I want to ask you uh, about some measures that maybe would help prevent some adverse reactions. What do we need to consider when it comes to over-the-counter medicines, the, the things that you can go buy off of a pharmacy shelf? Is there anything to be concerned with with those? Well, just because it's not in a prescription that's written by your provider, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have side effects. And so a lot of people will have an ailment and they will go online or they will listen to a commercial and go and pick up that pill. And that pill can have a lot of bad side effects. So for example, as we get older, many people tend to have trouble sleeping. So then they will see these advertisements for pills that will help you get a good night's sleep. 
but they don't realize that when you get older, those pills can actually slow down your brain function or make you more likely to fall if you were to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Uh, people might have aches and pains. Arthritis is very, very common. Just about all of us will get some sort of arthritis at some point or another. And they like to advertise, just take two little pills. And that's good enough. But those two little pills, if you have diabetes or high blood pressure, can cause kidney problems. They can increase your risk of stroke or a heart attack or a bleeding ulcer. So just because you can get it without a prescription doesn't mean that it's right for you or that it doesn't have side effects that could be dangerous. Can you learn what you need to know by reading the label, or is it better to ask your physician before you start taking a vitamin or a supplement or something off the shelf? Well, it is very hard to have enough information and experience to know what medicines make sense for you. So there's there's one column for knowing the side effects and having the ability to read the label, which is important, but you also want somebody who's had experience using these medications in large numbers of people for many years, because there are some things that may not be on the label or interactions that you may not be aware of just by reading the label. So yes, you should definitely read the label, but there's more information that's important. Well, can you give us some advice for the kinds of questions someone should ask their provider if their provider wants to prescribe a new medication? Are there things to ask to learn that would help you learn about that particular drug? So I think it's important to be uh, clear as to what that medication is supposed to do, what potential side effects there are, what is the likelihood of those side effects? Because some side effects are more common than others. Is it going to interact with any medications or any medical problems that I currently have? How long will I need to take it? How will I know when it's working? And those are some of the basics that I think that, that are important, at least to start the conversation. What should someone do if they start a new medication and then they develop some new health issue? So I always encourage people to have a conversation with the provider or the person who prescribed that medication. I have seen patients just decide to take it um, either differently or stop taking it on their own without letting anyone know. I've seen patients who are worried about the cost of a medicine, so they may cut it in half or cut it into quarters to make it last longer, and that actually can be harmful depending on the drug. So what I encourage, and I hope that patients out there have a good enough relationship with whoever is writing their prescription that they can talk about their concerns and that they have an open line of communication should anything go wrong when they're taking the pill. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, speaking with Dr. Sharon Brangman. She's the Chief of Geriatrics at Upstate, and we're talking about an issue that's especially important to seniors. 
over medication. Now, Dr. Brayman, can you tell us about a study you're involved with that is looking at over-medication and what can be done about it? So right now, we uh, got funded to look at um, deprescribing. That is the process of taking medications away. And it has to be done in a careful way. We want to make sure that we're not stopping medicines that someone needs. And so we're working with our partners at Loretto uh, to look at newly admitted patients to the nursing home to see what medications they're on and can any of them be stopped. Now, usually when somebody is getting admitted to the nursing home, they're coming right from the hospital. And many times there are medicines that are started in the hospital that aren't needed long-term. And unless someone knows, they may continue those medications needlessly for long periods of time. So what we're trying to do is target certain medications that we know can have bad side effects in older adults and see if we can come up with an organized way of eliminating them. So that seems a logical time to do that when someone's transferring from the hospital to a nursing home. It, it kind of makes sense to kind of, I don't know, start fresh and look at what they're taking. For someone who's not in a nursing home or, or a hospital, do you recommend that they review what they're taking with their doctor? And if so, how regularly? So it really should be done every visit. Every time you go to the doctor, there should be a discussion about what medications you're taking, especially if you're going to more than one doctor and there may be more than one person prescribing medications. It's very easy for things to change very quickly. And you wanna be sure to update your physician or your nurse practitioner, whoever is taking care of you, with any medicines you might've bought over the counter from the drugstore or even from some of these nutrition centers. There are many people who go to uh, nutrition centers looking for what we call natural approaches to uh, disease management. And depending on where you go, you may be talking to a store clerk who has very limited information about a disease, but may be suggesting a supplement for you to take. So it's important that if you're taking any supplements or anything that you may be buying on your own, that you have a discussion about those whenever you go to the doctor's office. So it, it seems like these medications can be a lot to manage, even if you're taking all of the right things in the right amount and they're not interacting. Do you recommend your patients use um, a medication organizer? So medication organizers are very good because if you're just taking a medicine right out of the bottle, you may not remember in a couple hours if you took it or not. And if you have those little pill organizers, they usually have the days of the week on them. Sometimes they have an AM or a PM. And usually I encourage patients to set those up one day a week, like say on Sunday night, so that you're all set for the week. And then when you take the pill, that little container space is empty and you know you took it. We all can get distracted and a lot of people can forget things here and there. And many medicines are very powerful and you have to take them as directed. So if you double up on them or if you even skip it, 
overdose, that could have very bad effects on your body. Well, let me ask you about some dangerous situations, because I wonder how common things like this are. Have, have you had patients who had problems because they took a medication that wasn't prescribed for them? Yes. So we have patients who might share pills, um, maybe for financial reasons, or somebody's trying to be helpful, saying, oh, this helped me. Why don't you give it a try? And that could lead to very bad side effects. I also have um, instances where um, one medical problem leads to another one, and then that leads to another one, and then treating the first problem can make the second one worse. Or we can see problems that aren't really that serious. For example, there are some people who get very mild swelling in their ankles at the end of the day. And that often happens as we get older because the the fluid in our that, that circulates in our body can collect in our ankles near the end of the day. And the best way to treat that is by elevating your feet. But some people may get a water pill. And then the water pill makes them go to the bathroom a lot. And then they get up at night to run to the bathroom and they get dizzy because they're losing so much water and they're a little dehydrated. So then they complain to their doctor that they're dizzy. So then they get a medication for dizziness. And that medication for dizziness can make your blood pressure go down really low when you stand up. And then you can fall and have a very bad injury. So you can see how one problem can lead to another, especially if the first problem didn't really need a pill in the first place and could have been managed another way. You've just described probably the types of patients you deal with all day in, in geriatrics, right? So it's very, very common because we have to separate normal aging from an actual disease process. And if we can take care of a problem without a pill, that's always the first option. But we have people who really pressure us that they want a pill. So for example, they will come in with a cold and they will want an antibiotic. And we know that most colds are due to a virus and viruses do not respond to antibiotics. And if you take too many antibiotics, it can kill off the good bacteria in your gut. And when you kill off the good bacteria in your gut, you can get serious inflammation, which can lead to diarrhea and stomach pain and can sometimes be life-threatening. So I've had patients who I've told that you have a virus, it will go away with tea and honey and cough drops, and they get mad because they feel like they didn't get what they came to the doctor for. They wanted a prescription for an antibiotic. So some of this is driven by patients who want something and they expect their doc to give it to them. We're a very pill-oriented society. Before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned um, how people as they age may have trouble sleeping and may reach for a sleep aid of some sort. How serious is it uh, to mix alcohol with that medication? Well, first of all, there is no safe sleeping medication. Despite the advertisements you see on TV or things that you might take, 
Um, there is no safe sleeping pill. And as you get older, that can cause even more troubles than if you're younger. And alcohol actually doesn't help you sleep well. It may make you initially drowsy, but then it wakes you up. So if you're taking these medications for sleep and then you're adding alcohol, you're causing a very bad combination in your body that is not safe. So there's uh, a lot of changes that happen in our body as we get older that makes it harder to break down alcohol. So that a little bit of alcohol goes a long way. So that we see people combine alcohol with sleeping medications or antidepressants or other things and they get uh, very bad side effects. This has been very informative. Thank you to Dr. Sharon Brangman. She's the Chief of Geriatrics at Upstate, and she's a former president of the American Geriatrics Society. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.